Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside of the gym. This week's podcast tops them all, not only because of our special guest, Coach Jay Wu, but also his amazing climb to the top of Mount Denali. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy this coaching spotlight with Jason Wu. We're back with coaches in cars. Hopefully, we're just as funny as Jerry Seinfeld and David Letterman. Wait, is that who does coaches in cars? No. Just, just Jerry Seinfeld. Just Seinfeld. Just Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, he has other comedies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Wow. Comedians in cars drinking coffee, or something like that. <laughs> That's a lot of C's. It is. We have no coffee here. This is probably why this podcast is already off the rails. <laughs> All right, but. We do have a really good podcast that will be on the rails because Robin has brought us a special guest. Oh, I, I am in charge of this. All right. Yes. We, yes. Are, we are going to do another spotlight. So this is hopefully going to be a series of kind of interviews of, of athletes. Um, but in this case, it's an athlete and a coach. Uh, Jason Wu. Hello. Yes. Applause. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Jason, will you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, yeah, uh, this is Jason Wu. I uh, just want to start saying uh, it's really great to be here with you guys. I, and and we're, all, we're all special people, and so I really appreciate the, you guys asking me to do this spotlight coach athlete podcast. Did Jason ask you for a raise? Yeah. That's great, Jay. Oh, he just he loves it. Jay, that is one thing, I mean, about all of our coaches, but Jason loves this community. It just, you can just feel it every time he's around. It's, it's awesome. All right. So why don't you tell us some uh, things, like just the basics about you? Like oh, basics. Um, what, what, what do you do for it when you're not at the gym? Okay. Um, so what I do for, I mean, most of you guys at this point probably know, I've been around for at least greater than 10 years here at CFO. And uh, everyone kind of knows that I have a little dog, Charlie. Um, I have a lovely wife, Mary. And I live at the 200 meter mark, so I'm really close. 400. Oh, 400 the, the, turn, the turnaround. Yeah, yes. I live with the 200 meter. And yeah. Then, yeah, so. yeah. You don't live in the weed store. No, no, I don't live in the weed store. No, that's <laughs> true. I live at the, uh, yeah, so everyone kind of knows where I am. You know, I'm probably here often and I walk around a lot. And um, But what do I like to do for fun? I mean, at, at this point, it's, you know, working out is kind of the, it's still, it's still pretty fun for me. Uh, and hanging out and seeing people and is is a lot of fun and then walking my little dog and hanging out with with mary when we have free time and you know that's what i like doing do you have any um job outside of the occasional coaching and managing our retail store <laughs> yes i do have another job uh, mo again most of you guys know i've been working with the san francisco fire department now for this is going to come on 22 years uh, and recently, within the last five years, I switched over from suppression to prevention. So no longer firefighting, more fire, um, fire inspecting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you're the person that when I go to the concert is the reason why I can't get a ticket because you say there's too many people in there. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then you can't sit on the aisles. <laughs> That's the exiting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's no fire inside the building. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Jason. Okay, that was a very simple way to say yeah. Jason does a whole lot for the city of San Francisco. Yeah. So if you ever go in a building and feel safe because you're in there, that, it's Jason Will. Yeah. Just bottom line. Yeah. But 22 years and you're so young. I mean, you must have started as a child. Yeah, pretty much. I was uh, 20 years old. So just kind of, just out of high school, applied for the fire department and... Two years later, luckily enough, uh, blessed enough to get into the um, training and 
yeah, just started at 20, not knowing anything. And they wanted me to go and help and save people. <laughs> well, I, and I have a question to circle back to you. You said you've been around um, since, do you remember your month and year that you started at CFO? Oh, CFO. Ooh. And which, well, which, um, which location like, was it? I want to say like, maybe like summer of 2010, maybe. So Doyle Street. Doyle, yeah, definitely Doyle Street. Uh, coach at the time, who, who was it? It was Dawn Miller. Coach Dawn is coach your Dawn. friend. Yeah, yeah, Judge Dawn. Yeah, I worked with her husband, Gareth, a long time at uh, Station 18. And we met there and she, she sucked us into CrossFit. And That's right. Yeah. It was Coach Dawn. Yeah. Coach Dawn. Cool. What's the biggest fire you've ever worked on to suppress? Biggest fire? Mm. I, I think the largest fire I've been to is probably like a fifth alarm fire. The fifth alarm fire, fourth alarm fire. They're all running together now. So there's just a, there's a lot of fi- So just to, just to uh, clarify, of a first alarm fire is three fire engines, two fire trucks, the long one with the ladder, uh, two chief, uh, one ambulance, one battalion chief. So that's one. That's a one? That's a first alarm fire. This is San Francisco. You have a second alarm fire, you add the same number. So another three engines, another two trucks, another ch- battalion chief, another ambulance. So if you keep on getting bigger, you can imagine like the... F- so it's like 15 fire trucks in a five. 15 fire engines, fire engines in a fifth alarm and then 10 fire trucks, five chiefs. At that point, the chief of department is probably going to be there. It just gets, yeah. So you're talking just a lot of people and, and big fire. So usually, I mean, I, there's, I can't, I can't, I've been to multiple uh, greater alarms and, but a fifth alarm is probably the, the largest I've been to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What is the coolest building or event you have done in a fire inspection for? Coolest event. A lot of cool events. Um, I'm going to say, oh, I, so when you have, when Salesforce comes into town, they take Howard Street. They, you know, Moscone Center, they take that whole entire street there. So it was fun to review that, you know, close it off. And then they build kind of a small city there. In addition to that, when they have a party, they've taken over Civic Center, City Hall, Bill Graham, the whole thing. And so at one point I was able to, I was the one that reviewed and had to approve that entire setup when Metallica came, build their stage, approve the stage, make sure that everyone in the mosh pit was going to be okay, exiting lights, and then they would, yeah. That's pretty cool. So City Hall had to be good, Bill Graham had to be good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. But it's but it's scary because a part of me doesn't want anything to happen because you're like, oh, I don't want it. Then it's bad news. But a part of me goes, I want something to happen because then I can see if what I did what made sense. <laughs> like, if everyone exited properly because of something bad happening, then like I did a good job. Yeah. So it's a win-win for me, which is unfortunate because that's how I look at. It. I'm like, it's it's win, and it's like, oh, but something bad can happen. It's still a win. So so it's kind of this mixed emotions of. I don't want my plan to actually get tested, but I kind of want it to exactly. get tested to exactly. see if I'm actually doing a good exactly. job. Yeah. Oh, huh. that's kind of interesting. So yeah, that's. I think those those events are fun because it's it's so fluid and you you don't know what will happen. Very. But cool. you got to be okay with it. <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah. Continuing with the fire department, what is this new promotion you just got? Um. So to to make a lo- a short story long or. Long story short, whatever. But it's a. Uh, I've been offered a lieutenant position, but they call it an acting position. So, like I talked to Ben and Robin before, I get the responsibility and the pay, but I don't get the little shield that says lieutenant until they have a, a per, like an actual shield available to give to me. Very yeah. nice. Aww, that's yeah. the best part. It is the best part, actually. Yeah, that's. Oh, it is. Oh, it's pretty. I wish you. I mean, I it is pretty, but I, I'm sure that for you, the paycheck is much. Pretty no, 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 the no, no, it's just the, said it wasn't. No, no. it's the uh-huh, uh-huh. it's the shield. It's pretty. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go look at your budget spreadsheet and yeah. see how that changes. <laughs> you worked hard for that. I, yeah. I think you should have it. Yeah, okay. he does deserve yeah. it. That is not my. <laughs> we'll update. You know, if anything changes in the next yeah. you know month or so. But very cool. 
All right, well, moving on, we're going to go in the Wayback Machine, even before the fire department, maybe. And um, the next question is, what is your athletic background? Ooh, athletic background. Um, let's see. I was probably not very athletic through middle school. I was kind of chubby and overweight. Uh, you know, my... Eight, I mean, Twinkies and Ding Dongs are so good. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. And, you know, so well, I didn't know Especially when you're in middle school. They're totally. like manna like from the, the gods. Yeah. Um, high school, probably started working out a little bit in high school. Went to the good old YMCA at Stonestown and started lifting weights um, my freshman, sophomore year. And kind of got into it, uh, you know, junior, senior. But, you know, didn't really get into sports uh, in high school, wasn't on any. I, I would say, if anything, I, I was on the swim team for maybe half a year, and that w- didn't really work out so well for me. And then, you know, college came about, and you know, still just worked at the gym. You know, good old bodybuilding, and you know, you do your backs and buys and chest and tries. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Same. you know, that's that's what I did. Leg day, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Or skip the leg day because you know that's what most day. people do. Yeah. And then, you know, with the fire department. Probably got into rock climbing when I met Gareth and got really into uh, climbing indoors. And then he took me outdoors and just that kind of took off for a little bit. And um, yeah, just enjoyed that for a good period of time. Hiking and backpacking became more fun. Uh, With Mary, we did a lot of backpacking. And then CrossFit came into the world, yeah, about, you know, 2010. And at first it was kind of a Oh, you know, it's it's kind of a supplement to to climbing. Like it it will help me get better at climbing, and then eventually it just kind of flipped, and now it's kind of taken over my life. It's you know, it's good because you're just like this. For for those who totally understand, it's like one hour in and you're you're done. Versus the I'm at the the gym bodybuilding for three hours and I'm sitting for you know two and a half of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So CrossFit's kind of taken you know the 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 time aspect and it really made it more efficient yeah and then since the gym is only down 200 meters from my house it's even better there you go yeah no excuses no. Huh? <laughs> well he does have a little bit of an excuse he has a few toys in his garage well that, that came because of the pandemic that wouldn't have come without the pandemic <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you're ever running a 400 meter and you want to run a little extra you might catch jaywoo lifting around in front of his driveway or do you call it a driveway what do you call that it's just yeah the driveway driveway yeah I've caught him a couple of times when I've been walking down the street. Yelling, yelling at him. Yelling at fast. me to do extra, like, hey, that's too light or something. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know what weight I'm using. <laughs> so All right. Yes. Well, um, the next, the, these questions are very CrossFit specific. Well, they don't have to be. Uh, what is your favorite strength move? Like, your favorite lift? Oh, favorite strength move? Hmm. I would say. I don't know if I really have a favorite one. Like, if there's anything on the board, I just do it. I don't know if there's something on the board that comes up like that's the best. I can't wait to go do it. Um, I think that's. I think that's what kind of makes CrossFit for me fun because a lot of it is like my weakness. I, like a lot of it is my weakness, and so if we all train our weaknesses, and every day you're coming in, so yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't feel necessarily strong, like stronger in one movement than the other. I think just kind of everything is equal playing field do you have a favorite benchmark workout um the one that i'm still number one on the board yeah i still like those uh which one am i i think it's helen i'm still still helen yeah until ben and robin decide to erase me it'll still probably be my favorite one (laughs) helen (laughs) helen three rounds for time 400 meter run 21 kettlebell swings 12 pulls we just did that one yeah ben's least favorite i don't like that one either i'm gonna be be, but we're not interviewing us (laughs) (laughs) i love it i think it's a very elegantly programmed workout just don't like it because how much I have to hurt to do good on it yeah (laughs) if you want to improve on that one you have to go into the owie place yeah but that's benchmark workouts in general right but also it fits Mr. Wu's strengths very well is there anything if you come in and see it on the board you're like oh I just if no one was here I would just not do this it's probably Fran yeah Yeah, for sure Because you know what your times used to be, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like the typical, I have to go to the darkest place of, of, of you know, my soul just to, like, come close to it now. Uh, um, so, 
I'll still come in and do it. It's just, yeah. You're not like skipping and jumping and, oh, we, we get to do Fred <laughs> no, today. <laughs> no. If I do that, then you guys know I'm on sort of, some sort of drug or something. <laughs> this is how you tell the difference between the people who are, you know, long time CrossFitters and the people who are just starting out. Oh, yeah. The beginners are always excited to see Fran or like <clears throat> test and challenge themselves. The old, old folks are, uh, yeah, it's because they're it's like they folks. suddenly don't show up that day, yeah. or they're like hemming and hawing, and like my shoulder kind of yeah. hurts all of yeah. a sudden. Oh yeah, and, my el- my, yeah. my wrist is really hurting today. <laughs> yeah. But new people every day is like a, it's like a PR for yeah. a friend until until it's not. Well, or until you realize, oh, I remember how hard that hurt mm-hmm. the last time I PR'd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a little PTSD. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun though. I uh, yeah. Well, we were not interviewing me, but. Um, I, I have PTSD from fight combat. That's, that's oh, the one that I just, it's that same idea. Like I know what I'm capable mm-hmm, of here mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it. You know, yeah. it's hard, but, um, but yeah, that's why we have a group class. You know, that's why you come and do stuff with other people because that helps. I think that helps a lot. I'd rather do Fran with a big group class than all about my lonesome. No, so, true. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I still come in. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. It's, it is fun. All right. Um, what is your proudest achievement, Chewu? Proudest achievement. Uh, I mean, ideally, it's in the gym, but it could be anything. It could be anything. Man, proudest achievement. This besides Maywoo. Maywoo, yeah, that's true. true. Um, you know, we'll we'll go and we'll delve. We have fifteen minutes, and then we'll we'll delve into this uh, Denali thing. Uh, all right. <laughs> should we? Should we I was hoping it? you would would want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I While think, it's fresh in your mind. Yeah, I, I think at this moment it'd probably be one of the. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I've done in my life, I guess if you count like school when I finished my, you know, engineering masters, I was kind of a big, big step. And, um, because you spent three years working on something and it, it's finally completed. So Denali is kind of the, the, the most current one, which I s- probably spent three years planning and, and training for. Tell us about it. And so, yeah. Tell us about like what led up to it. Cause I know, we know that this was not the first time you. Correct. So. Yeah. Uh, I have this weird goal of climbing the 50 high points in the 50 states and that uh, as I've gotten older now it's it's uh, it's good to do the harder mountains first because when you get older you don't really want to push that hard you want to go on those the nice Florida high point where you just drive to the summit and then drive back down those are the nice ones and so you know even if this particular goal of mine for the 50 high points takes me another 30 40 years i can probably get those last few easily now that denali is done because that that was probably the hardest one to do um so kind of as i've done uh, smaller mountains in, in the lower 48s like rainier is kind of very similar so uh, just you hike on a glacier and, or on a mountain that's all full of snow and you wear crampons, ice axe, and you're teamed up. That's kind of fun. And you just go, okay, I can do that. And kind of, kind of like coming to the gym and, and doing a, a bench run workout, like, oh, I can do that. Now I can do it faster. Mm-hmm. And so it's very similar. I can, I can do this mountain, but now I can do a harder mountain. And so Denali was kind of a, was the, the pinnacle. You're like, okay, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to have to do it eventually. So I signed up uh, to hike with a guide company called Mountain Trip uh, about three years ago and was hope and planned it all, trained, and then the pan- pandemic hit. And so they canceled that one. Uh, they didn't let anyone on the mountain that year. So it was a, another, so that full year of training got canceled. And so mm-hmm. it was another year of training and getting your, getting uh, physically and uh, psychologically ready for it. And I went last year and had a great time. I spent 22 days on the mountain and you know, it's, it's, we, we used up all the gear, we used up all the food and we got to about 20. So the high, so Denali is 20,310 feet. And I got up to about 20,100 feet. Mm. Uh, the weather was just horrible. Uh, at the time, we were, I was pretty miserable, but just kept on going. And when the guide said, I had promised Mary and my family, when the lead guide turns around, I will turn around with him. Because that's, 
they, they know better than I do. It's <laughs> pretty smart. Um, it's pretty good. So, advice. yeah, it's a it's a good idea. So I he he at that one point goes, it's it's done, and so he turned around, and you know, in hindsight, you think about I'm like, well, we're only a couple hundred feet away. Like we could just you know finish Wait, it out. Your your house is further away than that right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right, yeah. two hundred meters. Yeah, so yeah. you were two hundred feet away. That's yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> 200 feet of elevation of yes. height, so that could yes. be over like a mile, depending on oh, how the yeah, distance yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So you just got you know of elevation. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was a tough choice to make at the time, but it was the right choice. You know, that's what you you pay a guide for to save your life, right? When you don't want to, you know, when you're in trouble, they just help you, but they also are there to prevent you from being in trouble. And as someone who's in prevention, I'm like, I, I you know, it's hard for me to. To discourage that when he's trying to help us and prevention coaching i see a theme Correct. here yes. you listen to experts listen. in your life exactly like you know <laughs> people people who are expert in their field you 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 should they have an advantage and you know it's really good to to listen and even though if you don't necessarily agree with them all the time you should listen and go oh yeah you know think of it reasonably and you know make a decision from there so fast forward now to the following year, I, I kind of went through another process of, do I really want to suffer through 22, 23 <clears throat> days on a mountain again? And, you know, pooing, pooping in a, I don't know, pooping in a green bucket. Ooh, I wanted to talk about poop. I'm yeah, glad you brought that up. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you have, <laughs> there's just things, it's, it's just so cold. You don't, you don't really want to get out of your warm sleeping bag often. So, um, but yeah, nice. I, I made that decision to do it again because it, Again, as I get older, it's it doesn't get easier. So let's you know continue on the fitness train and come to CFO and get fit and you know work out from the garage and and yeah. And so luckily enough, this year happened to be a really solid. Uh, I think all they call it, it's a high pressure system that stayed around for a long time. So the clouds were all lifted. There was hardly mm-hmm. any clouds, hardly any wind, and so it was it was a nice. Yeah, we were scared because everyone in May summited, and I was like, is it going to get bad? You just don't know until you're <laughs> on the mountain. And so, yeah. Uh, this one took 15 days, so it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't- so what did it feel like up there? It was actually, I, when you got to the summit, on summit day, I think I've mentioned to some people, it was probably one of the weirdest feelings because... I felt very lethargic. It was my mind was still telling me, "Hey, I can, I can do this. I can, I can move." Like you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Like when we come in the gym and the coach is yelling, <laughs> you just keep on moving, right? And now I totally understand. My legs won't move as fast. And <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was like, "Well, what's going on?" And after you get to twenty thousand feet and started coming down to seventeen thousand feet, you're like, "Oh, I didn't have enough oxygen." <laughs> Literally, the amount of oxygen at twenty thousand feet versus seventeen versus sea level is significant. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, once you once you figured out, like, oh, the the, the oxygen level at fourteen thousand is great. This is lovely. Well, it's like <laughs> pedaling the assault bike. Oh, totally. You know, the yeah. the first ten seconds are fabulous, and then all your yeah. oxygen's gone. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, why can't I pedal this bike any yeah. faster? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was good. You, I just walked really slow and the heart rate was really high. That's just basically why you just keep moving and mentally, I think that's the another aspect of it is just mentally going, I, I'm almost there. And, you know, once you get to the top, you're only half, and you're only halfway there when you get to the top. Yes, that's the thing to remember with all of these like yeah. hikes. You're just like, I got it, I'm done. And you're yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Now you get the fun part. At least it's nice. Like, I, I remember hiking in the Grand Canyon where you hike down, then up. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> At least you get to go down on the way, on the second half. Yeah. Downhill but, can be pretty miserable, though. Yes. But going back up in the Grand Canyon is not fun. Well, Ooh. that's really cool, Jay. I mean, you should be proud of that. That's cool. Yep. And then, so what's the next highest point? Have you done it already? The next highest point in the in the forty eight in, in the your 50, fifty in your fifty. Uh, um, list. the next highest point. Oh, was Whitney Mount Whitney? Oh, yeah. right, you did that. Yeah, that was done. That was actually the first one I've done. When did you do that? Oh, that was two thousand twelve. That's 13? a lot. I can't remember now. That was that was on another go when I was trying to do all the fourteen thousand foot peaks in California. So there are, oh man, I can't remember now. Fifteen of them, 14, 14, 15, 14,000 foot peaks. Colorado's got like fifty plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but California has, I think, 15. And Whitney was, like, the first one. And so I finished that one, which 
I finished those 14,000 foot peaks in California, which now, which led to the high points. Got it. And so, yeah, I can. So, so you've done all 15, 14,000 foot peaks in California. Correct. Yeah, correct. And then you've done how many states are you at now? I'm, I finished after Alaska, I finished 17. 17. Yeah. So we got a few more. To we go. got 33. Anybody wants to join me? I'm, you know, there's a lot of things on the East Coast and the Midwest that I have, Mid East, you know, I, I haven't done any. Let's talk about Hawaii. When are we going to Hawaii? Oh, Hawaii's a good one. Yeah. yeah That's a drive up. We can do that one easily. Yeah. Wait, do you, so in Hawaii, do you have to go to a lava dome or is it? Uh, no. Or is there, they, higher, is there a higher point? No, no, no. You can drive. It's like, a, it's like a drive to the top of that one. Really? Yeah. Mauna something. We, I don't remember the names of it until I actually, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So got it, I, got yeah. it. Yeah. So let's talk, let's go back to Denali real quick. What does it mean? Like, what are the circumstances when you're on the mountain? Like you said 15 days on the mountain. And like some of us are thinking, oh, 15 days at the ski lodge at Tahoe is uh, oh. rather lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah. Um, so it, it's on, you start out with on um, Flying into Talkeetna, or you're driving to Talkeetna, which is a town that's your last, last real running water bathroom situation. And when you're in Talkeetna, you're like, cool, this is great. And then you fly from there on a prop plane that holds about, I think there's about seven people, eight people, and all your gear. And you fly from there onto a glacier. So the moment you're fly, you're on there, you're, you're on ice and snow. Uh, you have about a hundred pounds of gear, depending on what you decide to bring. Uh, probably the majority of the half of it is probably food and, and gear that you share with the other team. Okay, like a stove, um, your your bucket to poop in, food. You share your bucket. You got to share the bucket with everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like a public toilet, but it's a public this bucket. A, it's a public I, bucket. This might be a deal breaker. Yeah, <laughs> and then. 50 pounds of, I seem to have carried 50 pounds worth of gear that I wanted. That includes my snacks that I, that I really wanted to eat. Uh, you could bring a Kindle, you bring your phone, you could bring whatever you want. You just have to carry it, right? So you fly on the glacier, we spend a night there on the glacier, like cool. You, you get your gear all ready to go for the next day. And so that first day you want to hike when it's really cold mm-hmm. because with crevasses, that open up and the bridges there melt in the warmer temperatures. So you don't want to fall through the crevasse because they're pretty deep at some places. So we, you, you kind of do a nighttime hike until you get to the higher part of the mountain. So we probably hiked around like midnight. We start that day, midnight until, you know, six or 7 a.m. Is it light there? It's light 24 seven in the okay. summertime. So yeah, and it's kind of nice. You don't even feel like it's, it does get a little dark, but it doesn't. It doesn't get too dark. Got it. So yeah. it's like twilight at one in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Like so, it's like like summertime here, like probably around eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Like it just kind of stays there, and you can hike. So um, we'd hike up. So a lot of it was they call it. Uh, so to acclimate, because you're a lot of people like me coming from sea level, they want you to get ready for on uh, higher elevations they don't want you to go from zero to ten thousand right away because people can get sick and they call it altitude sickness or even high altitude cerebral edema which is you know, really bad stuff so uh, they what they do is that they hike from one spot from camp one then we hike to a spot where we cache our gear maybe at like a thousand feet then we come back down to camp one and sleep then the next day we will go up to camp two which is about you know two thousand feet camp there spend the night and then the next day we will come down and pick up the cash and then go back to camp too so we do this like piggybacking uh, hmm. for for you know multiple days so you can see how long it could take to go to four camps so you're just always going up and down up and down uh, so it's good because you're every day you're doing something you're moving you're hiking and you're getting used to the, correct yeah. yeah and you're getting used to elevation yeah. yeah cool what was the best meal you had on the mountain Pizza was the best. Wait, how did you get pizza there? Do those does Domino's deliver there? Those guides. I've learned a lot from those guys, and I think (laughs) making pizza on a stove is it's pretty impressive how they do it. Very cool. Yeah, they they bring. um, I think they use pita bread this time, which Ah, is pretty nice. Or you can go like get that bobbly bread, the pizza stuff that's already kind of pre-made. But what they do is that they put it on the flat stove top, and they actually cook. They put all the stuff 
on first, mm -hmm. right? The the cheese, the meats, whatever you want on there, and then they put the the sauce on the on the pan, on the pita bread or the mm -hmm. bubble, and then they put it upside down onto onto the onto the frying pan, and then when it's ready, then they flip it and they can toast the bottom, and then they serve it to you, and everything's like perfectly hot, and because <laughs> you're carrying so much food with you, you can have multiple pizzas. <laughs> I, I, had, I think I had three like mini pizzas. They kept on asking, "Does anyone want seconds?" And I would raise my hand, like, "I want thirds." And, yeah, and it's it's so, and you're just so hungry all the time. Like I was so hungry all the time. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Wow. So, now, did you guys use? Do you use oxygen when you do Denali or no? Uh, no, no. There's no. I don't think the National Park Service allows you to do oxygen on Denali. But I could be mistaken. I I have, but no one uses oxygen up there. Okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of cheating. It's like, you know, it does does help. <laughs> yeah, does um, help. Let's see, what was it like to poop in a bucket? Um, I, I mean, he's done it before. Yeah, pooping in a bucket or you know, poop, poop, pooping in the woods, the woods, right? When you guys go backpack hiking, everyone <laughs> yeah. kind of digs a little yeah. hole, and you bring and you got the the, the, yeah. the compostable TP yeah. And, um, yeah, it's nice because you actually can like sit on a bucket, and so you don't have to. Squat, squat down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but okay. there are times when it's getting over full and you don't know if you're gonna make it. Like, just tip it over. <laughs> so you get you get good at you get good at looking at it and go, hey, on. I think we need to change out the bag. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. It's, and then someone has to carry the bucket of poop. We care. So what we do is that we each section we cache the poop. So it's frozen, so it's good because it's, you, know, ah, you take out the it. bag and you put it in a, in a, in a hole because yeah. the whole place is full. Of, so it's like a big freezer, so you can freeze it. And then you leave it there, and then when you come down from the mountain, you pick it up on the way down, it. and it's all frozen. So it's, you know. so it's like when I go hiking with the dog and I know it's a loop, or i got to come back to the park and it, I'm too far away from exactly. a trash can. I leave it off the trail, pick it up on my yeah. way back in yeah. so I don't have to carry it the whole time. Correct. Got it. Yes. Got it. All right. No, no. Yeah. Don't want to carry extra weight up the mountain, but coming down is okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Next subject. <laughs> yeah. um, with your, your 50 peaks goal, what has been the easiest one you've done so far? Oh, easy ones. Hmm. Uh, Actually, Missouri, surprisingly, was, I don't know, I think Mary was in a conference and I just joined her in St. Louis. And uh, yeah, I, was, I found it and it was probably about an hour from St. Louis or so and drove there and there was a handicap ramp right to the top. And <laughs> that sounds like Missouri. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I was like, there I am. And, Do you know uh, what it was called? I think it's like, oh, ooh, Sauks, S-A-U-K, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I can't remember the... The full name there but yeah it's got a nice little ramp and saw the little sign that says you're at the top and it's like wow i drove an hour or so for this and i'm done huh <laughs> yeah, yeah. what was the most surprising high point you've done so far surprising one like you didn't expect to be this challenging or this cool of a view you know interesting interesting enough the um i went on one to like kansas mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool. People people really dig on their high points. I really appreciate that. They set it all up and they put. It's not just a like a plaque. It's you know, some people actually build stuff around it. Very cool. Not, not not like houses, but they, you know, they. It's hard to explain, but they they make it, you know, worth the high point drive, mm -hmm. even though it's out in some cornfield, <laughs> for like an hour, two hours, and then you yeah. drive all this, and you know, some of them are actually on people's property, and so you kind of do your best to you know, keep it clean and not tread on their, on their property and mess it all up. So, um, yeah, I think people, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing. Very yeah. Cool. When you were training for Denali, what was your training program? What did it look like? Oh, you guys, you guys are all going to like this. It was CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> it was CrossFit five days a week, <laughs> one day a week of hiking with a backpack, uh, with weight. And then one day a week sled drags. Yeah. So see, all those sled drags we program are yeah. basically getting you ready to climb to the Yeah, exactly. All right. Everyone's ready. Just, yeah. we just do step-ups. Do like 500 to 1,000 step-ups with a backpack and sled drag and then come to CrossFit and you're ready for Denali. Wow. Simple. Yeah. That's we'll, what we preach. I mean, that's what we preach. We're trying to get you ready for whatever it is you want to do. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's good to know that, that it actually works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it totally works. Yeah. Do you have any, um, we always ask, what is your most desired goal? And I know we've been talking about the high points, but is there any other kind of fitness related goal that you might have? Oh, fitness. It doesn't have to be fitness, but I mean, uh, it is a fitness podcast. Correct. 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 <laughs> um, I would say this, this is probably, I, I think a lot of people already know, uh, one of the main goals, like I love to retire from working and, you know, retiring from working is one thing, but I think retiring and then being able to live your life is kind of big, right? So not just to make it to the end goal and I have enough money, but fitness wise and health wise, I want to live. If I work 30 years, I want to be retired 30 years, but also be healthy 30 years out of that. Like I want to enjoy that time. So, you know, if we come in, you know, work out, eat healthy, you know, get enough sleep and, you know, follow all the stuff that, you know, Ben and Robin's been saying, you don't have to follow it to the T, you know, I'm just, you know, just kind of live that, that lifestyle. I, you know, that's, I, I, we will never know what will happen. Like maybe I do all this and then you know, drop dead, but hopefully not. I, I think I do, <laughs> I do my best to do all this and then potentially live, you know, a long life after that. So I think that's, that's a good, that's my goal is to get to retirement and beyond and, you know, and still be able to cross it with everyone and, you know, run laps around the young folks that come in here brand new because yes. they go too hard at, in round one. And they, then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, see, yes. should have waited by round three. That's the wisdom. Yes. The wisdom <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. The experience. Exactly. So if you ever take off way faster than Jason in a workout that is Jason's specialties, I am sorry for You've you. You've gone too fast. <laughs> <laughs> you will. You, you will pay. immediately regret decisions. Yes. Make good choices. All right. And then we always ask uh, for a rant over a rave. And this is a little bit dated. There used to be a section in Craigslist, you know, long before social media, rants and raves. And it's either you're like saying something great or like you're frustrated with something. So rant or a rave about the gym, hopefully. Or, you know, fitness in general or the state of fitness, whatever you want. Rants or rave. We've got to rave the the CFO community, you know, fitness community. Um, It's, you know, it's been here for a good amount of time. It's the OG of CrossFit um, for for those who have been around the block. You know, it's, you know, one of the first CrossFit gyms in in the Bay Area. And it's still around, which is great. And the people, as much as the the clients and the athletes kind of come and go. We have a good transition. Everyone's, everyone who's come at one point in their life can always come back and feel like home. Like it's not a, um, I don't think it, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of stood the test of time. Like you have seen a lot of change, but I think overall it's still a good community and you know, don't ever feel, I never feel scared or shy or, or whatever to come in. It's always, it's always fun and you know people are people are good and we have a good workout and a good time and you know you feel, you come out of it feeling happy hopefully you know after yeah. you work out you that's done. the goal yeah. that's the goal. i mean we always say do you feel better than when you walked in the door do yeah. you feel better walking out than you did walking in that's yeah. kind of our goal at least i mean we talk about that a lot but oh, yeah. i mean that's the that's the dream yeah no it's the that is the dream yeah exactly do you have any other questions? Oh, I have a bunch more questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're at 37 minutes, but yeah, go ahead. Well, we got time. <laughs> oh, you got time. Do, do you this is going to be the longest podcast ever already. <laughs> no way, no way. We <laughs> ranted for 55 minutes on water. That's true. We did oh. talk about so, water. So you're way more exciting than water. <laughs> oh, Jason, I, I hate know. to break water it to you. Water does a good job. Um, let's see here. Jason Wu. Um, so first question I have is... Um, if you could coach a movement, what movement do you like coaching the most? Oh, that's a good one. I, w- I would say uh, I used to, I like coaching the Olympic movements now more, uh, the snatch and the, and the clean and jerks. Uh, it used to be, I was, super, I was used to be used to super scared of it because, you know, it's so many pieces involved. But I should, as, you're, as I'm doing it more, especially if I'm in my garage gym and you're by yourself, you're, you kind of have to... Pre- pre- do the movement but also think that you're someone's looking at you so you almost perform a little better and you are more dialed in on your movement pattern so 
hopefully I translate out and I look at the athletes when I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, I can look at their heel, like start at least start your feet and kind of just go up from there. Because if you're not balanced in your in your foot, then everything kind of goes wrong from there. So um, yeah, I like those movements. But again, it all translates, you know, the back squat, the deadlift, um, even probably the bench press. You start with your feet and you're like, if your feet are solid, you're, you're good. So um, don't be surprised everyone if, you got, if I start having a foot fetish. That's why I look at everyone's shoes. I go, oh, look at those Metcons, they look good. No, but seriously, I mean, I agree with you with the feet thing. It's like, really, you can tell so much just by watching someone's feet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh boy, feet threw me off. Um, how do you come up with your warm ups? Because they are kind of famous. They're a little bit famous in our community. Like you're like, yes. oh, Jason's warm ups. Oh, I can't divulge that information. Is that secret? Is that secret? Well, I mean, I've kind of over time just taken every. I get. I've taken people's warm ups. That's all I do. Like, <laughs> you guys. You, I mean, nothing is nothing is nothing. I do is. Has, hasn't been done already. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's every good coach we I know. All, they, we all yeah. shamelessly <laughs> steal. Yeah. Collaborate. We collaborate. collaborate. Correct. Yeah. That's stealing is collaborating. Yeah. So, you know, probably <laughs> going to other gyms, you know, on vacation, you, you go, oh, that's a good warm-up. I know. Um, I love learning those things. And you're like, oh, that's yeah, a good warm-up. So you take it. And then and then what happens is, like, you, you get, you know, I do this one warm up or two warm ups, and now everyone thinks that's the, that's the mo. And I go, no, I haven't done that in, in years, right? <laughs> but everyone just expects it, like they expect the pain, and and I don't think it's painful. I think it's a guys, you guys come in uh, wanting a good workout, and if I give you a, a prior workout to the workout, you just got your money's worth, and then some. Exactly, you got two workouts, you got a little bonus workout. Exactly, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's where like. People will hate the warm up, but it's where like the workout then feels much yeah. better yeah. because you're actually warmed up. Oh, you do it right. You do a great job. Yeah. It's just funny because you'll be like, "Okay, do this, do that. Yeah. Go for a run." It's like, "Okay, got, got the run out of the way." No, not with Jason. Yeah. Then he's like, "Do this, do that." Okay, go on another one. Wait a minute, run. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the more you complain about it, the, the more you know, the more you're going to Best is the best is when yeah. you sent me on a 200 meter skip. Oh yeah, that was kind of oh. long. I don't think I'll do that again. <laughs> that's I mean, no, that's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, it was good, but all of our faces in class, and then yeah. when we got to the hundred meter or the two hundred meter turnaround, it yeah, was, it was definitely like, what are we? Yeah, because it doesn't sound bad on paper. <laughs> and then also, we never had this hundred meter distance here. We never measured it out. No, mm -hmm. this is our little pandemic. So it's thing, hard for me yeah. to tell you to do hundred yeah. meters when we didn't have this. Well, now that we have this. Expect the hundred meter skip. Skip. No, All right. Kind, often, kinder, yeah. gentler, Jay Wu is yeah. what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what? How many certifications around fitness do you have? Oh, let's see. Well, I guess to work at a CrossFit gym, it's probably good to have a CrossFit level one, and then I have the CrossFit level two. Uh, I think I had the USA W weightlifting cert one. Let's see what else I have. I mean, I don't know. I think that might be it. Really? I have a lot of those, uh, like rock tape. Yeah, that's taping. what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, um, I've done like istum classes, uh, rock tape classes. Yeah, they're kind of fun. You could kind of learn different types of modalities and, and see how the heel treat. I don't know. It's kind of. That's the fun thing about Jason is one. He always has a new toy. There's always yeah. some new toy that he's bringing in and trying out and working on. Two, there's some new cert, degree, mm -hmm. learning opportunity Jason is working towards. Yeah. Oh, the gymnastics course. I took that yeah. one. That's a really yeah. good That's one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I have never, since meeting Jason, he is always learning something new, mm -hmm. which is really, really cool to watch from the outside because it's like, oh, well, if Jason is always trying to learn something new, I better try. And, and so it pushes, I think it just raises the bar because, and it might be, you know, we, you did an engineering degree, a mm -hmm. master's mm -hmm. in, what was it? Fire protection engineering. Um, you're finishing an MBA right now. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm starting it, starting the, you know, I got, <laughs> I got two classes out of like 10 out of the way. So okay. it's, you know. yeah, basically done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking to me about getting a nutrition cert. At one point. I was. You talked me out of it. Yes, I did. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, okay. Well, probably good. 
Mary's probably happy she gets more time with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or she's not happy because yes, sorry. I'm not studying. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's, it's funny because Jason will come in. He has the rock tape scrapers. He can tape you up. Um, can you can you strap electrodes to me now? Ooh, I don't know if you need a cert for that. You don't, but I'm just curious if you've taken some program or studies. No, I don't think I've taken anything on Good. that one. Yeah, um, we'll work on that one. We'll find one. Yeah, we'll find one. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna be crazy. Yeah, but this is always cool. Is like Jason always has the next learning opportunity on the horizon. I just want to know if it works or not. You know, it's yeah. kind of like the like Kelly Starlet will say, uh, test and retest. Right? Mm-hmm. If it works, if it works on you, then maybe it works in, for other people and if it doesn't work on other people then well that's that's too bad right <laughs> but you could try something different because if you know other ones you'd be like mm-hmm. hey try this instead mm-hmm. or try this instead you know? mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of totally what are we missing robin what do you want what do you want the people oh tell us something that maybe we don't know about you or that not a lot of people know about you Whoa, that's on the spot. Do you have like a guilty pleasure or do you have like a hobby that maybe mm. you don't talk about? We, we might have to come back to that question if I can think of something. That, <laughs> uh, I think I'm open. Honestly, I think I'm an open book. At, at, you are. You're very, you're very authentic. We love you, yeah. by the way. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. you're like mouth, everybody's you know, favorite. when I coach sometimes, you know. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, yeah. look, Kate, Katie Chisholm will definitely uh, <laughs> give you some. Uh, <laughs> the best is Jason who was always the last to know. Last to know. He's yeah. always the last to know, yeah. and he always asks the most innocent, yeah. but inappropriate question. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> well, like, that's because he's not a gossip person. No, was well, probably not here enough. So that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. Well, or or he's like, "Hey, how's so and so?" And you're like, "Oh, Jason, we exactly. we broke up." Yeah. Or like that didn't work. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. That's why he's he, always the last to know. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And he's always looking out for you. That's what. That's why I love Jason Wu. He's always looking out for you. He's always trying to help you. He's going to challenge you. Like, you challenge me a lot on like oh. thought process and thinking. And it's like, oh. Okay. Or just basic integrity. I mean, exactly. that's what I think about a lot when I think about you. Like, it's just, you're just very basic. This is me. Yeah. I say what I do. I do what I say. Yeah. You just oh. have that basic well, human you. decency. And it's thank awesome. Well, yeah. Maybe that's the one thing they said, like, you know. For people who don't know, I, I do put my foot in my mouth pretty often. <laughs> so, you know, we, we can okay. try. Keep trying. Ask him stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or well, don't. You know, I'll I, ask I haven't never had that experience with you, but okay. that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm sure yeah. I've done it too. It's because you'd never do anything wrong. No, that's true. I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm practically perfect in every way. Um, <laughs> what are we going to do to keep you from moving to Idaho? He's not moving no, to Idaho. No, I'm not moving to Idaho. He has a house there. We have a house so there. So what? Yeah. Don't, don't no. spread ugly rumors I like still that. Have, I still, you guys still have at least 10 more years See? until I retire. So I, I, yes. we can talk about but that But we want J-Wo to stay after 10 years. I'm, I'm planting the seed I mean, now. I mean, if it's here after 10, we, we, we discuss after 10 years. You know, we, there might be a lot, a lot of things can happen in 10 years. 10 years is a nice cushion. I'll take 10 it. 10 years is a long See? time. See, but if I plant yeah. the seed now, like you're not leaving, we're going to keep you here. Yeah. Do not go to the, the, the beautiful woods and yeah. beautiful custom built home that. It hit. gets cold really a lot in Idaho. There's a lot, like it's really cold. If you, so. you, you have to understand something about people who grew up in the Bay Area. <laughs> there is absolutely no reason to leave. It's the like, yeah. you get so soft and it's mm-hmm. the weather mainly, yeah. but yeah. everything, it's just so easy to live here. It's really hard to yeah. contemplate things like snow yeah. and humidity. And cold, like just like, you know, and you triple digits. Zero, 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 <laughs> I know all yeah. of that. I can't just, yeah. you, you can't just go out for a jog in the nope. wintertime in nope. Idaho. No. We see it on TV, all this weird it's, weather. Yeah, it's <laughs> we, yeah. don't, no. we don't know what it no, feels look, like. Yeah. There will always be Emeryville. I think we'll, you know, at this point, the Emeryville house will stay here. And so we'll, you know, we always have a place here. Yeah. I think that's probably something else people don't know about you. You are very, very budget conscious. Yeah, more or less, you know. This man loves buying stuff. I like buying buying gear. But you always have a plan. And every time I talk to you, you've bought some new toy, but you found it on a deal. Uh You've saved for it. Basically paid cash for it. Didn't you buy a brand new car basically with cash? We did. We did buy a 4Runner with cash. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, you know, we, that's how, it's just the... It's a good. It's a good way of growing up. When my my dad was very, I would say frugal, but you know, money conscious, and we were open to talking about money, which I think was 
pretty was was it was important. You know, I don't know if it happens everywhere else, but um, talking about money and being okay with money is kind of a you know it's, it's an awkward conversation for some yeah. people, but. No, no I, it's really important. Yeah, I think it's a you know important thing to have, and you know budget and have an Excel spreadsheet that has all your, your stuff on there. It's you know it's good to. It's hard to to lose an argument when you have an Excel spreadsheet, and the numbers just don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really glad my husband doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but see, Jason could teach you how to set up all the budgets and spreadsheets. Jason needs to teach me. Uh, I know how to do I, a budget, but. <laughs> not all I, of us we all know what we should do yes, okay, okay. it's yeah. like the nutrition thing like we all know we should just be yeah. eating protein and vegetables every day but yeah. then there's pizza well, oh. that, that, <laughs> this is where I have seen yes. a success story of somebody actually put no no he's here but there was I do think there was this turning point though I remember you saying I gotta stop buying I think it was shoes, shoes. yeah <laughs> shoes are, there was a point where you were like I'm not I'm gonna buckle down now and now you're like, I really have to think about it. I mean, you still do it, but I think it's not as free for all as when I first met you. Probably. I mean, yeah. I like shoes. I mean, yeah. you got and they I, like you back. They're yeah. they're, they're so nice. They're That's great. just one of those things. Yeah. And you have to have shoes. You gotta have so, shoes. Yeah. yeah. Mary, I think Mary at one point was like, "How many shoes do you? How many?" She's like, "How many climbing shoes do you have?" And I'm like, "Oh, maybe like eight or nine. And she goes, "How many feet do you have?" I go, "Oh, please." Oh, <laughs> I was like, huh. well, "Don't do logic on me right now." <laughs> yeah. Logic doesn't come in play sometimes. So, yeah. That, yeah. so what I've learned is, yes, save money, be smart with it, but also, you should spend it. Yeah. Yeah. So a good a balance. It's like a balance. Like we, yeah. everything in life, just have a good balance, and yeah. then you can, yeah, then you. Yeah, like your forerunners are really cool. Yeah, it's fun. But I, I drove a Subaru, like a used Subaru, for ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And never bought a, you know, I bought that cash, mm-hmm. and the car I had before that was a used Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. That was the only that was my ever first had. car. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you'll probably drive the Forerunner for 10 years. Pro- hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully longer, you know. Yeah, it lasts that long. Yeah. yeah. So. Cool. That's awesome. Speaking of Toyota trucks, this one's getting really fogged up. It's getting toasty. <laughs> here, yeah. Okay. I don't think I have any other questions for Jason. Do you want to say anything, Jason? Do you have any, like, words? Words that you want to share words of the, wisdom with, the communi- with our three listeners with our three listeners whoa whoa it's above wait 20 wait a minute it's above 20 <laughs> at least well it will be now I mean obviously yes, now that we have the famous Jason Will oh, the famous Jason yeah. <laughs> no I'm just like hey I, I I appreciate everyone and it's really good to still have to you know come to, come to the gym it's great I, you know it's a good community and um, as long as it's here I, I'm here are you yeah. going to be at the barbecue on Saturday? Yeah, I don't see why I wouldn't be. At Sweet. On Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Got to work out and eat. Yes. And it'll be good eats. Yeah, exactly. Robin saw pictures of my test run. Yeah. Oh. It's very, very good. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Very exciting. Well, awesome, Jason. Thank you for taking the time to sit with us. If you have questions for Jason, I am sure he is an open book. Open book. Um, so you just have to catch him in the gym. Yeah. Not while he's actually lifting, though. Yeah, you know. Actually, no. I'll probably talk while I'm lifting. Yes, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thank you, Jason. And for all of you listening, take care. We hope you enjoyed. Bye.